Unbelievable. It is October. Welcome back to Health is Power. I am Kate Larson. I am a nurse, mother of a beautiful 16, almost 17-year-old young man, and very passionate about helping you and your families invest in your health today and for the future. This is part two of a series on gut health which I think is incredibly fascinating. And there's more and more research and evidence every day helping guide us to a new approach to medicine, to diet, and to your health. We left off talking about the basics of gut health, what it is, what a microbiome is, and why it's critical to you and your family's good health. I want to start by talking about the role of food the role of diet, particularly for our teens. I'm sure you all know that worldwide and and certainly nationally and in our communities close to home, there is an epidemic of mental health issues with young people. Young people are not okay. They're really struggling in today's modern world to manage and understand their mental well-being and have the tools to really be able to navigate some really stressful years. I care so much about this, and it's part of the reason that the practice of life came to life. I think talking about gut health, teens who are under stress have often GI symptoms. So they produce more acid when they're experiencing stress. We all do. And many times this manifests and shows up as discomfort in people's stomachs. I don't know if you've ever had your young person talking about feeling some discomfort, maybe not having normal stool, feeling unsettled after meals. And part of this can be stress. I think it's fascinating that there is now a growing subset of experts who are practicing nutritional psychiatry and building awareness about the root causes of mental health imbalance in our diets. Obviously, if someone is really struggling with mental health issues, there is a need for medication. But really knowing that what we eat has the power to impact our mental health. It's so empowering to know like the things that we put on the tips of our forks and in our mouths, plainly speaking, will actually nourish and help provide balance for our minds and our bodies. There's an amazing Harvard-trained doctor, Uma Naidu, I think I'm correctly saying her name, and she wrote a book called This Is Your Brain on Food. Check it out. She's not only has a background in psychiatry and nutrition, but she also is a trained chef, so pretty interesting way to approach this science. Another fact, which is that the gut and the brain are constantly communicating and actually our nervous system and our gut originate from the same embryonic cell line. So when we were developing in the womb, the same cells created nervous system and gut. We produce neurotransmitters that are responsible for regulating mood and cognition. Okay. It's motivation for me about food. And the other piece around this related to stress is that stress can come with loneliness. 
please share a meal as a family. It's such a powerful means of coming together and supporting the people that we love. And you combine this with making changes in your diets, bolstering and building really important support for your home life and for the young people that you're raising. The how and what of our daily practices can really, what we eat, change this gut microbiome. Absolutely. Almost everything that you eat is going to have an effect on your gut. And there are now so many studies from the best scientists out there that a diverse, well-balanced microbiome is going to be associated with such important health benefits, improved glucose tolerance better immune function, better weight control. On the flip side, when your gut is not well cared for, it can lead to chronic inflammation. This gut inflammation is associated with heart disease, diabetes, cancer, arthritis, multiple sclerosis, Alzheimer's, depression, and many bowel diseases. So what can you do? Increasing dietary fiber and doing that by eating a diet that has a diversity of fruits and vegetables is a really perfect way to positively impact your gut. Some of you may already be using probiotics or considering it, and you kind of think, wow, it's going to have a huge impact because I've learned enough about my bacteria, and I know that this is one thing I can do in the morning. Unfortunately, the research has shown only minor effects and really not clear health consequences. Always when you're changing practices, the little changes are a great way to begin and keeping at it, but also know that the large scale changes in daily diets is what really will lead to the large changes in your microbiome, which will then lead to your ability to stay healthy day in, day out. So what are some mood boosting foods? What are some foods that we can eat that get us started? Omega-3 nuts and seeds, they have anti-inflammatory fatty acids. They can actually decrease symptoms of depression. Leafy greens, think of any green that you really love and start incorporating more of that. It contains iron and folate. And that helps with neurotransmitter synthesis, what I was talking about before, thinking about healthy minds. Spices, turmeric, cinnamon, ginger, all these spices that I love, they have really lovely properties for gut health and mood. I want to address this idea. Is there a single magic food? Is there something that is really going to give us great bang for our buck? Well, I shared some information in the last Bright Side newsletter. If you're not signed up for that, please do. But talked about one group of foods generating a tremendous amount of research interest, and they are fermented foods. Sauerkraut, kefir, kimchi, kombucha. New scientific research is showing that a diet rich in fermented foods may reduce your risk or symptoms for disease. A recent study from Stanford School of Medicine shows that it improves overall gut health. It reduces 19 protein levels that are linked to inflammatory disease, and they act swiftly within weeks of being added to your diet. Really to reap the most 
health benefits if you're going to try fermented foods are eating something or drinking something fermented every day. If you want to learn more, there is a blog article on the website and we've included the link details below. As you learn more about these amazing daily practices that you can adopt, I'm hoping that you can model and teach this to your loved ones, you know, young or old. Food is foundational. It underpins every aspect of our health. And tending lovingly to your daily choices, it's one of the best investments that you can make. I'm going to leave you with a reading by one of the old masters that I respect the most, Thich Nhat Hanh. He says this, nourishing our love with edible food. The first source of nourishment is edible food. If we eat with moderation, eating only the food we need and eating the foods that help our bodies to be strong and healthy, then we're showing love and respect for our bodies and for the earth. If we don't eat healthy foods and don't treat our own bodies with respect, then how can we respect other people's bodies and the body of the earth itself? Literally, food for thought. I look forward to seeing you on the flip side.